happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. Hey, welcome audience. It is Friday night. It's six o'clock. It's time. It's your favorite time of the week. It's happy hour. Yes. So happy is the happy hour. I've been having my beers chilling all afternoon in the refrigerator here at Mutiny Radio. My name is Pam Benjamin. I'm your host for tonight, and I'm currently obsessed with 40s pop music. So we're going to be listening to that in the fills, because the 40s were great for some and terrible for others. Just like Juneteenth is coming up. Just remember that. It's June now. I don't know why Black History Month isn't June, because it's Juneteenth was like the day they freed the slaves. So why give them February? I don't know. I don't think Juneteenth is a number. Well, it was was a specific day. Wasn't it like the 14th of June? I believe so. We we said, slaves no more. So then I think that that June should be the month of the black people. And we should celebrate them anyways, every day. Right. Sadly, they've stuck with February. Right. Well, I, I don't think that it was, I don't think it was a choice. I think it was a thrust upon them. But here we go. Starting the happy hour. We're thrusting a happy hour upon you. It was your choice. You might be downloading us and listening to us on iTunes now. Thanks to Timothy Pizza being a smart, smart man. Uh, coming up first here on the happy hour, I want you guys to get your hands ready and start clapping them in a slappy-like motion for Ed Ant. Thank you. Actually, keep the music going. Just keep it up. All right. Let, let's see if I can match 40s music. Probably can't. My name is Ed, and I abuse my body. This one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight, just walking around, trying to get the fuck out of Cleveland. The worst part wasn't my bloody thighs or the fact that I would be living outdoors for a year afterwards. No. It was how much I liked Cleveland. Hey. All right, so we, we know the music isn't working. <laughs> Have you ever been invited to something on Facebook and just clicked going? Maybe a hot chick invited you, only to scroll down and realize it's in another state. Maybe Facebook isn't the dating app for you, buddy. No? All right. Picking scabs is like taking a dump. This is for you, buddy, eating a salad. No one is going to stop you from doing it alone. I fucked up that joke. (laughs) Moving on. Nah. My mom loves that I do this. She loves that I use my voice, but she wants me to use Spanish more. So for her, I say, no. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
and romantically uninvolved. At the age of 32, Ben Jolson moved to San Francisco to get work. Being someone who has seen romantic comedies in his life, he feels that true love can be found. It's a shame that he's poor and... All right, I'm not doing that great today. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting on SSI so that I can move to a third world village somewhere. A place where you can't drink the tap water. Maybe they outlaw the kind of sex that you like. Who knows? Maybe a car costs more than a home. You know, like Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ethan Albers is laughing up a storm here. I'm sweating bullets. Huh? I think that the chances of someone being a colossal dick go up every time they come up with a new catchphrase. That's why I stick to the classics. Like, go fuck yourself. And that means it's time for an ad. Yeah. Those of you who have heard this program before know what I'm about to advertise, and those of you who don't are in for a treat. Go visit JustMeAndChicks.com and download a podcast that I did with Annette Mullaney, who you're about to hear right now. Have a good time, folks. To spend one Everybody put your hands together for Ed Ant, taking the bullet for us all. Thank you so much, Ed. It is a difficult job, but someone has to be shot by the police, and I knew it would be you, uh, because you're the only black guy here today. Just kidding. Just trying to make light of that hashtag situation, because if we don't talk about it, then more people die. I don't know what to do about it. I'm not being racist, I promise, but thanks for taking the bullet, buddy. Your next comedian does, uh, like Ed just said, I guess she's on his next podcast. You guys should listen to that. And uh, she's on a show upcoming here at Mutiny Radio. I can't remember which one it is, but it's upcoming. She's a very funny lady. Put your hands together for Annette Mullaney. Thank you. Um, how you guys doing? Glad uh, Trina walked in, so now there's two ladies, three ladies here, including myself, I guess. Um, so uh, I'm thinking about breaking up with my shrink. Um, it's tough to get a good shrink. It's like trying to find a good partner. You, you don't have to have everything in common, but you have to have enough things, you know, like, and we just don't agree on hating myself. Um, like, I want a shrink who's going to call me on my bullshit, and this one is just a little bit too nice. She's always like, why don't you just forgive yourself more and go get a massage, um, which is just not what I want. I want to be like basically emotionally abused during therapy. Um, but that's not why I'm gonna break up with her. The real reason is that she's super judgmental about my quote unquote drug use, um, which number one, like weed is not drugs. Uh, but, um, and particularly the way I use weed isn't drugs because I'm actually a much better person when I smoke. Like my favorite thing to do on Saturdays is to get high and go to Pilates class get high and go work out at the gym. My workouts go so much better when I'm high. I think I just lose track counting reps, so I end up doing like 100 bicep curls. Um, I like to get high and call my parents and just have them tell me all their stories. 
uh, which I definitely, you know, sober, I'm not a good daughter. Um, and then I think, uh, like the paranoia of weed is the only thing that makes me ever consider other people's feelings. Um, but yeah, she's not a fan. And so every, uh, every week when I see her, she'll ask me if I was using over the weekend, which again, I just don't feel like that verb applies to the types of intoxicants I like to use. Cause that, like using sounds scary, right? Like I'm not a user. I know the, there's a pretty easy demarcation between drugs that are scary and drugs that aren't. And that is uh, the not scary ones are the ones I do and the ones I haven't are the terrible ones. Um, but yeah, she has, uh, we did come to a breakthrough this last week. Um, I always thought that I just had a charming assortment of fears, but apparently that's called anxiety. Um, most people don't have an, uh, an earthquake plan for every room they walk into, or uh, I guess fear that every party they go to is going to become an orgy. Um, this is actually a pretty prevalent fear of mine. Um, but in my defense, I am from the Midwest, and San Francisco parties were kind of a shock when I first got here. Um, in the Midwest, like, you know if things are going to be an orgy based on what people bring to the potluck. Like, if someone's bringing their three cheese, seven bean mayonnaise salad, probably not going to be an orgy. Um, but in California, everyone lead, eats so light and healthy all the time, it's like they're always ready to orgy. Um, you can, you're never fucking safe. Um, but yeah, so I have a bunch of friends who are hippies, which I love. I love my hippie friends because they have the best psychedelics. And uh, they also, they like keep me on my game in terms of like being a good person. Um, when I moved to San Francisco at first, my favorite word was cunt. I've definitely stepped down usage of that, you know, for sexism reasons. Um, but they really, you know, they make me examine how I use words and how they play into these, like, sexist uh, stereotypes. Um, so last week I was saying, you know, oh, God, this week sucked at work. I just got fucked by my boss. And my friend pointed out, like, is getting fucked so bad? Right? Because I don't know about you guys, but personally, I have often gone out of my way to get fucked. Like, it's a pastime that I enjoy quite a lot. Um, so that language isn't really accurate. Like it more should be along the lines of like, man, I got fucked real hard at work today. I did nothing and it was still a lot of fun. Um, all right. Thank you very much. Hey, yes, you're at the happy hour. You guys don't know it, but she, her hair is like starshine. She's like, she's like an angel from above. She floated down with her. Her, her super sparkle hair, I love it. She's like a, dude, you're like a, you're like a space mermaid. Your next comedian is the opposite of a space mermaid. <laughs> he's, uh, he's down home, uh, badass brother. What I mean by that is like my Jew brother. Uh, some of my favorite shows, my favorite show actually, one of them was in your backyard where you brought all of your friends from your temple or something and they laughed at all my jokes. This was like five years ago when you were in high school or something. All right, put your hands together, everybody, for John Alcabez. What's up? Um, I'm looking for a girlfriend, so if anyone knows of any girlfriends, um, let me know if you have any leads. Um, I, when I was a kid, I didn't understand why people cried at at weddings, because I thought weddings were supposed to be happy and crying was a sad emotion. Um, and that's kind of how I feel when people light buses on fire when their team wins. Like, 
Like, your team winning is a happy thing, and lighting buses on fire is something you do when you're sad. Like, if your girlfriend leaves you or your gerbil dies, you light a bus on fire. If, you, if your team wins, you should be putting out the bus fires that are caused by all these gerbil mourners. There has to be a gerbil in that joke. I'm really attached to that. Um, there's really no leeway there. Um, I Do you guys think that dogs, if they stopped like eating off the ground and shit, could live like 85, 90 years? <laughs> I think maybe they're just like they're dying young because they just don't have any sense of, of gross. Humans are the only animal that think things are icky, and it kind of works out in our favor. No other animal is like, ew, gr- like we're, we're the only ones. Um, I, speaking of animals, I found a drawing of an alligator on my roommate's uh, desk. It was like a piece of cardstock that was folded, and on the front was a drawing of an alligator, and in the middle were a bunch of scribbles. And I asked him, like, what's this? He was like, oh, it's a birthday card for my niece and nephew. I was like, did they, did they draw it? He was like, no, no, they didn't draw it. Their mom did. I was like, oh, so that, isn't that cute? They, like, commissioned an alligator. They sat her down, and they were like, so we're thinking it's an alligator? You know alligators? Yeah, like an alligator. Yeah, just a big old alligator and some fucking scribbles in the middle. Um... I met this this hippie girl back when I was living in Santa Cruz, and um, she was like a, she was like traveling town to town. She was a road person, which is the same as a street person, but just with like longer, like more traveling, I guess. And she was talking to me in this really like like she like she took mushrooms once, and the mushrooms were just like we're staying, and so that's. That's how her brain worked. And she was like, what do you want to do, man? Like, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do comedy. And she was like, well, then do comedy. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, but it doesn't really pay the bills at this point. She was like, what bills, man? What are you even talking about? I was like, my, my bills. My AT&T, PG&E, you know, bills. She was like, you just going to be the guy who pays bills your whole life? I was like, well, you're making it sound bad, but that's, yeah, that's what you do. That's, yeah, I'm going to do that every month, hopefully. She was like, I don't know, man. Don't you ever want to just, like, go into the woods alone for a few days, get to know yourself? And I was like, nope, not at all, zero percent. She goes, that's so weird, man. And I was like, is it? Is it weird that I don't want to do that? Because I don't think it's weird that you do want to do that. I think that's great. But it's, like, definitely not weird that I don't. Like, if one of us has to be the weird one, it's you. Um... Oh yeah, I met this, uh, or I didn't, I know this guy who, um, he's, works as a bouncer, and he was telling me that he would never, um, he would never punch a gay person because he's afraid that they would start bleeding and he would get AIDS blood on his hands. Do I tell him? Do I tell, because that's a good, it's good, it's good that he doesn't punch gay people, that's the right move. Do I, but do I tell him that that's not true? I think I just let him think that. Like, what do you do in that situation? If someone's like, yeah, I don't smoke crack, gives you bad breath. Do you tell them, like, that's, well, it doesn't. But, or do you just let them not smoke crack? I think you just let them keep living the good life with no crack. All right, that's been all for me. Thank you. John Alcabez says crack is whack. Absolutely true. John Alcabez, yay. Moving along here. Keeping the train going on the happy hour. It's so hot, I might take my pants off. Thank God it's radio, because no one can see whether I do it or not. But th- these are honestly, at, my pants are like really sticky at this point. I, I feel like I'm schwitzing. 
Uh, but I'm gonna hold through for you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sweat like a champ back here. And I know your next comic too. Uh, he's gonna sweat for your laughs. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sanj Noah. What's up, guys? Uh, keeping the energy up. All like five of us. <laughs> I hate when the comics don't come till their turn. It's like, fuck those guys. I'm not staying for their sets. Five through 20, whatever. I'm Fuckers. You're five? <laughs> Six through 20, dude. Six through 20, fuck. Six and on. Really? Anyway, I went to Miami last summer. <laughs> uh, I went with a bunch of friends. And uh, there are a lot of beautiful women in Miami. And I'm me, right? So like in Miami, I just felt like a diabetic kid in a candy store. You know, like I wanted everything and I could have nothing. All right, this is not gonna get better. I can already feel, I can already feel it, I can already feel it. You guys know how people post obituaries on Facebook? Have you guys seen this? Like when a friend or family member or pet dies, they post like an obituary. Like, grandma was the nicest person I knew. Rip grandma. I think when I die, I do not want one of those, you know? And I think it's because I'm just afraid it's gonna get way too many likes. You know, just like post-mortem cyberbullying. I was on Facebook, I saw a video about Scientology. Uh, it was basically, the Church of Scientology was answering questions about Scientology to make it seem less strange to the public. Guys, I watched that video, and Scientology is even weirder than I thought. You know, I think the worst thing Scientology can do is answer questions about itself. You know, it's like, who's your God? Xenu, just shut the fuck up. Just, you can't be telling people that. I have a lot of friends who smoke weed. I know that uh, the lady who went second, she was talking about that. I don't have any like thoughts on it. I think you should be able to do whatever you want, right? But uh, I do think it's funny that the argument everyone makes for why weed is harmless is always the same. It's like, dude, it's a plant. You know what else is a plant? Cocaine, you know? And people who smoke cocaine, that's never their argument. They're never like, it's a plant. They're like, I do it because it's fun. <laughs> yes. I walked by a restaurant today and I saw a poster. It said, we serve hot dogs, sushi, and tacos. Like, who is running this restaurant? Like, the UN? Like, how? How do they serve all that? I don't understand. Uh, I guess I have an inferiority complex. Like, I like feeling superior. Uh, I remember back in school, I used to always let the foreign exchange students shadow me around because I could speak English and they couldn't. You know, made me feel a little superior. That's why when Donald Trump said he's stopping immigration, I was like, no! There goes my confidence. You ever get to a point when you realize that nothing you say is gonna be funnier than what you just said? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not getting funnier. This is me, guys. Like, this is me. Uh, <laughs> I used to think, uh, I have a friend of mine, he's in law school right now. And I used to think that legalese, which is the language of the law, like, I didn't understand what that was. I thought legalese was just a language from Asia, you know? Like Chinese, Japanese, legalese. Like, if you told me that we were getting legalese food tonight, I would bring chopsticks, for sure. 
All right, let me see if I can end on. I don't think I can end on anything. That's the best laugh I've gotten, but I want to say one more joke. You know how, like, the Native Americans were the first people here in America? It's like I thought about it, and, like, they were the first people, but they weren't the first ones, right? Like, I wonder if when the Native Americans came over, like, the buffalo just got together and were like, hey, guys, do you think we should stop immigration? Like... (laughs) I feel like, I know, like, the Ice Age happened and these are refugees, but they're, like, killing us and wearing our skins, so. All right, guys, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. Sand, Noah. All right. Getting political. Going back to our American roots. Like our next comedian, he is as um, he looks like a Budweiser can. Like that's how American he looks. He looks. He actually he doesn't even have to dress up for Halloween. He just walks in and says, "Hey, it's a Budweiser can. Put your hands together for one of my favorite people, Funny Man Ethan Albers." Thank you for the warm introduction here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, what was her name? Annette? Was that her name? Okay, she left before I can. Riff, I guess, but I'll still do it because I thought of it anyways. She was talking about orgies, and uh, uh, totally explain why I never get laid at orgies. Because uh, uh, I always bring chili to orgies, guys. I always bring chili dishes to orgies, and I never get laid. Beef heavy, spicy, real spicy. Connor Doherty, spicier than your granddaddy's. Real spicy, Doherty. Spicier than your Minnesota granddaddy's old-timey chili recipe. <laughs> That's so fucking idiotic. What the fuck am I rambling about? And then somebody mentioned alligators. Was that you, John? I have a story about alligators, and I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, so, I'm a maniac. We know that. We're on board. You don't know that, but y- y- you talk to me, so you kind of know. But... Uh, so when I was living in Portland, I lived down a street, uh, a street from two friends, Kyle and Matt. And uh, essentially the house, last house I had was just a fucking raging party house. We just fucking drink and party and do drugs and have a great time, try to get laid. Well, we were on Craigslist uh, one afternoon and this other third guy named CJ is there with his car because I'm doing work on it. And we see an ad for a free alligator on Craigslist. And so we go, we're going to go get an alligator. So we like drive like out to the middle of nowhere and went and got this like alligator. And it's like lady had like this like cage and she like comes to the cage and it wouldn't fit in the back of a 62 Falcon. So we turned it sideways. We put the, the cage in there. It's just like, and he brings out this like little tiny cute little alligator. It's like, she's like, it's like 10 and it's like cute. And like, he's like, uh, like we all hold it. And it's like, oh, it's like, it's like a lovely alligator. This alligator is so sweet. It's like a little puppy, like a little puppy alligator. And so we put it in the back of the Falcon and we drive. We're all excited. And like, we're all talking like Matt's going to start walking his pet alligator because he saw it first on Craigslist. He had all these plans about his alligator. I'm going to walk it. I'm going to get laid. It's going to be like the house party thing. So we pull up outside the duplex he had block from my house and uh, we get out and we go in the cage, you know, I had to open it up and it fell down. And we look in, and the gator, he's not, like, right there wanting to be friendly. The gator is, like, in the back of his cage. And we're like, oh, come on, Mr. Gator. And so, like, Matt reaches in there, and he goes, ah, like, and snaps at him like, a, like an alligator actually does, not like a puppy. And we're like, oh, you don't like car rides. That's what you don't like. 
So we have this like angry alligator. We're trying to figure out how to get an alligator. He only weighs about 20 pounds out of the back of his falcon because we can't even get the cage out without the alligator out. And so we determine that two rakes are going to do the job. And so we like pick it up with a rake and like sandwich a rake and we bring him out and we pull the cage out, put him in there. And Matt goes and immediately takes it to his duplex with his, uh, and his duplex has a little garage and he just lets him go in his garage and starts moving furniture like real ghetto style to give this alligator his little like new home. It's inside his garage, just free range his garage. So this furniture is a cage, that's all. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've thought about this in years, man. So here's the thing. Uh, they don't know what, uh, A, they don't know what alligators eat, and B, they don't have any real money to feed an alligator. So Kyle, being a lunatic, decides, well, I have a BB gun. I'm going to start killing pigeons and feeding it to this alligator, feathers and all. So he's just shooting pigeons at him, throwing him this fucking alligator. This alligator's like, ah, like loving him. Here's the thing. They, like, somehow, surprisingly, not surprisingly, get kicked out of their apartment. They get, like, an eviction thing. And they start looking around for another apartment. And he's, like, applying. And he's, like, I have an alligator. And they're, like, you can't have an alligator in the state of Oregon. It's against the law. You can't have it. It's, like, ferrets on here. You can't have, like, alligators up there. So he's, like, what are we going to do? And so Matt goes. And he goes, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll take care of him, okay? And Matt drove him out in the middle of nowhere and dropped him off in the middle of nowhere at this like swamp. This dropped, like, return this alligator to the wild. This is where it gets really good. Uh, Cause not even 24 hours later, uh, guess what's on the front of the newspaper? The Oregonian, but the alligator, the alligator's on there because his dumb fucking ass, Matt, dropped the alligator in a duck sanctuary. <laughs> And it guess what it had the taste for? Birds. So it just is eating endangered ducks. And on the front page was a reward leading to the persecution. A $10,000 reward. So Matt's like, I'm fucked. I'm going to jail. And the entire house, we have like six guys in there. We're like, who is going to do it? And like it turned down to the stand around. We're like, hey, dude, Matt's a great guy. You would never call him. But if I called him in, like, you know, if I, like you did report it, you'd have to give us all money because, you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> no one ever reported Matt. I didn't use his name over the radio. <laughs> Until right now. Until I thought about it. And that's why I'm going to call that it. No, I don't know. That's for my time. Thank you very much, guys. All right. <laughs> what you should have done with that free-range motherfucking alligator you eat it they're so delicious alligator are tasty they taste like big shrimp you eat that tail you slice pieces of it you bread it you deep fry it for it tastes like a huge shrimp steak they're delicious should have eaten the alligator instead or eat the ducks i don't care either one they're both delicious uh a lot of people aren't here on the list so i'm going to move down the list he is here he is really good at pandering that was so cute on the thing today. Are you, you're not ready, I know, but you've got, d- people aren't showing up, so. Uh, but he, he definitely pandered to me and I appreciate it. So uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Cole Chapman! Was <laughs> <laughs> it like my Oscar acceptance? <laughs> like, hey, okay, cool. Uh, a free alligator? For free on Craigslist. Dude, with, with, wait, what? With, with the cage. cage. Amenities. Holy shit. Here's the thing. Uh, just yesterday or two days ago, some 
time ago. Uh, someone tried to sell a fawn, a baby fawn, like a baby deer they found on the road on Craigslist for $300. You could, that's a steal, by the way. Totally legal. So, yes, on both counts. But still, for free? Come on. Alligator skin's at least worth something, right? You get, you, I'm saying you fucked up for, uh, we're giving it away. And the whole thing, really. It's like, <laughs> the, <laughs> I like that you didn't think about feeding it until you got it back. And then you're like, oh, wait, shit, whoa. That's a, that's a, that's a forward-thinking bunch. I wish I had friends like that crazy. We just kind of sit around and watch sports every now and then. It's like, all right, see you later. That's it. It's not, it's not cool at all. It's super lame. Um, no, life-threatening Oh, pets. I thought you said bats. No, we're not getting any life-threatening bats. Uh, I was uh, uh, doing something before this. I was meditating. What? Yeah. What the fuck? And I had this epiphany uh, that I am annoying just as a being. And I was like, this is not calming me down in any way, but it's totally true because I just went through the series of shit in my life. I was like, what did I do this morning? Okay, I woke up. 5.59, went on a jog, was waving at neighbors through Oakland. Oh, I already want to punch myself in the face. Come home, what do I eat? Overnight oats made with vanilla almond milk. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck this guy, right? Jesus Christ, I just like on paper, the worst human possible. And then I go to work as a social media guy. Jesus Christ, I'm wearing jeans that once were form-fitting, now considered skinny, and it's just like, oh God, I can't stay. I'm wearing a shirt of a band, of a guy I know who plays in it, and I talk about it nonstop when everybody asks, like, hey, what's the dip? I'm like, well, let me tell you about it. Well, it's my friend's band. And then I send them Facebook links. God damn it, I'm annoying. It's just like, it was like a very uh, uh, horrific realization. But then I was like, okay, what, have I, what haven't I done? It's like, I haven't murdered anybody, points. I haven't uh, raped anybody, cool. That's not good. Uh, and I only uh, wore a fedora once. <laughs> to make fun of the guy wearing the fedora all night. So, like, and then also, there we go. Hey, fedora spotted. Boom. You look darling. Here's the thing about fedoras. I feel like people who wear fedoras are like the same people who still believe the earth is flat or are still like defending Bill Cosby. Like there is overwhelming evidence to support the opinion that fedoras are just bad, bad hat. Look at this. I'm like a trendy fucking bee going to Vegas. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> Let's all come on down and do some slots. Hey, Eddie, there you go. It's a good look. It's just a... No, well. It didn't get the edit sale of approval, so what the fuck. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I don't know. That other thing didn't really go well, but hey, you know, that's what we're here for. Uh, 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 oh, I was talking to someone the other day. Uh, he was telling me how he doesn't wash his hair for like two weeks. Thank you. And I was like, cool. He was like, no, man, it's like about the oils and stuff. Keeps it like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this, this checks out, right? Um, and I was like, how'd you figure this out? He was like, well, I was walking down the street and I saw a homeless guy with great hair. And then I realized all homeless people have great hair. <laughs> and I didn't know what the fuck. I was like, why are you taking beauty tips from a homeless man, dude? Like, what are you, that's just, I don't know. 
There's a, I was hoping I'd come up with something on the spot, but you know what, I ran out of time, and I'm not gonna submit you to this any longer. So see you later, guys, thanks. Without my Cole Chapman, it's summertime. You should start wearing, um, let's all objectify Cole Chapman for a minute. Uh, it's summertime, you should start wearing wife beaters so you can show off those guns. See his cute little guns there. I don't know if you've seen Cole Chapman. I'm sorry, he's like 23. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell him he's cute, and so is Ethan. Ethan, stop mexing on my game, man. I'm trying to tell him to wear a wife beater next time so we can see his guns. All right. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's from out of town. I don't think he's here. I, he might be the guy who walked in, and I don't know who he is. John Gittner, is he here? Is he the guy? No? Okay, not the guy. Ashton's not here. Adam Strawbridge is not here. Uh, Tim Pizza's not here. Oh, my God, we're just going down the list. All these flaky people, it's so hot. They can't show up for their... They're like, I can't do it, I can't do it. I just need to drink this beer in the shade. I can't do comedy. But you know who can, your next comedian. Uh, she's a very funny lady. You guys are gonna love her jokes. Clap wildly for Brooke Heineken! We got to number 12 real fast here. I was ready for this. Um, definitely as evidenced by this notebook. How you guys doing? Super. Super fucking hot. You totally missed the whole uh, Cole should wear wife beaters bit that, that Pam was trying to, to pull on you. So I'm going to repeat it here for you. She said you should wear wife beaters. Yes. Oh, are you really? That doesn't seem like your style. Oh, we're going to. Okay. Oh, my God. That is. It's blue. It's. it's it is navy. Why the navy? And all of wow, you got the whole rainbow of wife beaters. I didn't know that they made them in that many colors. Oh, all right, well, I'm glad you coordinated it with your T-shirt. I, I didn't count day. any of that against you. I'm starting oh, your time thank now. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. What a gem this one. Pam's wearing one of your wife beaters, by the way. Was that intentional? All right, I had shit. Um, I got speaking of shit. I have new roommates. <laughs> They're great. That's a whole new set of like shitting schedules to get used to in my apartment. <laughs> we had such a rhythm beforehand. Um, but it means I also got to rekindle things with an old flame of mine. Uh, I got back together with Comcast. It's great. We're in the early part of the relationship where we're just spending hours on the phone together. And I haven't gotten fucked yet, but I know it's coming. <laughs> Uh, this is new. Um, anyway, oh, so one of my coworkers today was telling me about how um, last night he had to be the tooth fairy for his kids, and I got thinking about it and I was realizing like what a what a creepy concept that is. Like we tell kids all the time to avoid strangers, but we tell them also in the middle of the night someone's gonna come into their bedroom and take their teeth from them. <laughs> like no wonder Elizabeth Smart got kidnapped. <laughs> No, too far on that one. <laughs> Ugh, we tell, and then the parents keep the teeth. They keep these like little rotting pieces of bone with blood on them, and like pretend that it's super cute. But it's it's hoarding. It's parental hoarding. My dad has seven kids and like a hundred teeth that he keeps in a box in his desk. <laughs> like in any other context, he would probably be a serial killer. He'd be accused of murder, and then he'd have to go on the news in front of everyone and be like, no, I promise you it was cute at the time, but now I have all these teeth. No, my dad wouldn't do that. My dad would actually, the only thing he would do is make sure that any money that I got from the tooth fairy I reported as taxable income. 
That's all I got there. Um, I've been thinking recently that I am a goddamn adult, finally. Uh, I, when my, my roommates moved in and out, and so I finally decided I could hang the, the art and, and the stuff in my apartment by myself and hang the bookshelves without paying somebody to do it, which is great because I am not going to get my security deposit back. So I'm glad I saved that money. Um, I'm an adult because uh, when I go to Chick-fil-A, I order a sandwich or nuggets instead of both. <laughs> um, and I've been thinking about being an adult recently because I had to name a beneficiary on all of my financial accounts. But like I said, I'm one of seven kids. So for me, it's an opportunity to exercise some passive aggression. <laughs> Who do I get to name? Uh, no, but I've actually been thinking about this recently, and maybe this isn't the right crowd for this. I'm going to gauge. Uh, does anybody out there wish that, uh, speaking of dying, that obituaries would tell you how the person died? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like that's the most entertaining part. Like, like <laughs> oh, it's in the news. Like, most of the time you didn't know the person. Am I the only one out here? Or are we, is this? Yeah, it's too early for this kind of talk at happy hour. <laughs> no, it's. But like, well, I grew up in rural Ohio, so that was like how I used to get my thrill. <laughs> now I just have to <laughs> have to look up my zip code in the sex offender registry if I want a thrill. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I'm from rural Ohio. We didn't have a zip code. <laughs> We're kind of kidding. I'm never coming back. <laughs> for sex offenders and how people died very very dark it's it's very cute though because you look you you look like my third grade school teacher that I had when I was growing up so you're like sex offenders and dead people I'm on board uh, it was uh, it was a Christian school they were crazy back then uh, Brooke Heineken everybody yay yay rolling with punches being very funny your next comedian is another, um, everybody's funny here. Come on, it's Mutiny Radio. Uh, but you guys know him and you love him. Put your hands together. It's Adam Strawbridge. Hello. How's it going? It's June, so we're pretty far into the year. You guys have New Year's, New Year's resolutions that are going well. Mine's going really good. My resolution is to try dating myself for once, because I figure I've been having sex with myself since I was 13, so I owe myself the courtesy, you know. I had a really romantic Valentine's Day. I went to Dolores Park. I had some rosé with myself, a little box of chocolates, and I rubbed one out under the train tracks, which I think for a lot of guys in Dolores Park is a regular Sunday, but it was a treat for me. <laughs> I got, a, I got my Wii card renewed today, actually, very much today. It's all right. It kind of makes me nostalgic for being on the East Coast and having to find a drug dealer because it's kind of like a relationship. There's a lot of parallels. There's like a meet cute where like you text your cousin's roommate, what's good? And like three days later, he texts back with a little smiley face holding. That's always nice. Every, you always remember your first time, which for me is actually the same as in a relationship. It was behind a CVS for three minutes, but it felt like an eternity, so... Cool. Um, I haven't voted yet because I'm saving myself for marriage, but I try to stay abreast of the political scene. So, to my understanding, the president lives in the White House, right? And then the vice president lives in the Naval Observatory. Although, in fact, I don't know where the Supreme Court justices live, so I imagine they live in a big frat house together. They just party all the time, they do fucked up shit. They like make new judges do crazy stuff like bump a line of coke off the original Constitution. <laughs> That'd be crazy. 
Um, as I read about this recently, they're putting Tubman on the 20, right? Harriet Tubman. That's cool, although everyone else on the money are a bunch of slave owners, right? I'm not sure it's what she would have wanted. It's like putting Anne Frank on the German flag. I just don't think it's the, not the gesture they were going for. I'm actually working on a screenplay about the life of Anne Frank inspired by her. Because sequels are in, right? Like In Hollywood, you don't want to do something original. You want to base it off something. So I, my pitch right now is the diary of Anne Frank 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> my mom's Jewish. I can say that. This is going to be really dumb. Um, there's terrorism everywhere. It's very scary, right? Every week, there's a new terrorist group. <laughs> it's horrifying. There's like Al-Qaeda, Al-Nusra, Al-Shabaab. It's almost impossible to keep track of. I heard about this the other day. There's a terrorist group in America going on tour. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> Wayerd Al-Yankovic. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, everyone talks about dating apps. Everyone loves to bitch about Tinder. But no one talks about gay dating apps. There's so many of them. They all have kind of intimidating names. Squirt. It's <laughs> my new favorite one. Um, they're a different scene. They're very aggressive. They're very in your face, very forward. And I can't tell always if I'm on a dating app or just like a really aggressive pet adoption website. <laughs> Get messages like looking for a young pup to tame and dominate. It's always hot. Or like, I uh, want a furry critter to keep me company at night. That's good. I got one recently that was like, uh, hey cutie, you look better with a load of spunk on your face. That one's less ambiguous. The first two, though. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. I'm not a porn star. I don't think I have it in me. I've thought about this long and hard. I think I've had to cross it off the list of dreams. But I'm not ruling out being a porn critic. Because, like... <laughs> Two-thirds of the time when I'm watching porn, I'm thinking, like, yeah, this is hot. But a third of the time, I'm thinking, like, I have notes, you know? <laughs> Some of them are, like, pretty subtle. In terms of cinematography, don't have the shot linger on a girl's butthole unless it's going to come into play in the third act, you know? Like, that's just <laughs> Chekhov's gun. More substantially, don't have a girl yell, I poppy, I poppy, if we just establish she's a girl from Dakota, Dakota trying to make it in the big city. You know, there's, like... This consistency of it just takes you out of the takes you out of the act. Um, all right, one last thing. Pandas are really cute, right? Everyone loves pandas, but they're going extinct because they won't reproduce. They won't mate in captivity, and no one knows why. But I was reading about this at San Diego Zoo. Researchers, researchers taught the female panda sign language. They could ask it, "What's up? Why don't you want to mate?" And she signed back. Get this right. His balls sting. So. They're going to work on that. I think guys, I'm Adam Strawbridge. Yes! Panda's balls all stink. Everyone's balls stink in the sun right now, guys. It is hot in San Francisco on the happy hour. Uh, your next comedian doesn't have balls, so they don't stink. Uh, she's a lovely lady. I'm sorry, we're jumping all over the list because it's uh, real Swiss cheesy tonight on the, on the show-ups. So thanks for being super flexible. I bet she can even do the splits. I'm not going to objectify her like I did to Cole Chapman. She's a funny lady. Put your hands together for Ginny Hogan. And I feel you so close to me. Uh, hey, Brooke, when you said you didn't realize that wife beaters came in all colors, I thought of a really racist joke. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not going to tell it because I don't want to tell racist jokes anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, don't know the demographics. Um, so I I don't really understand why boys say like casual sex because I feel like boys take sex so seriously, like more seriously than anything else. Like they make real serious faces and uh, they just hate when you kind of do anything else during sex. Um, so I am always getting in trouble for multitasking during sex. Uh, but in my defense, I did not volunteer to be on top, and the Doritos were right there. <laughs> well, okay, okay. It is, okay, so it is a true story, and I did it because I, I did it because I thought it would be funny. Um, because, and it clearly was. Not, uh, not to him, though. Um, so this guy, we, uh, he was a math. He was a mathematician, and I was at this like math summer research camp, and we decided we were gonna like get really exciting with like. I'm not like a. I wouldn't call myself like sexually uh, adventurous, but we were gonna like do some weird shit with ice cream, basically, or whatever. And I kind of just like took it out of the container and then like put it on him, and then I was like, I'm done. This is really boring, and just like, kind of scooped it back in. But then, <laughs> but then. I didn't want to just throw it out, so I put it in the freezer, and I was in a dorm at the time, and it was in the communal freezer. But I wrote on that ice cream, Ginny's do not eat. And it is your own goddamn fault if you steal other people's food, you know? Amen. Yeah, someone else ate it. And then I wanted to send... <laughs> Fortunately, he had, like, no chest hair, so I think it was completely clean. I don't really think I'm going to do that joke again. I feel very uncomfortable <laughs> with it, and it wasn't a joke. Um, okay. But, yeah, I do get... Well, okay. I, when I'm like in a relationship with a guy, I'll fight with him all the time. Um, and I know you guys are like, this girl? No, stop. Um, but it's true. And when I'm not in a relationship with anyone, I really don't get in fights. And so I kind of wonder, like, when I'm not dating someone, like, where does that anger go, basically? If I normally have, like, one person I can unleash it on. But I don't think I'm any less angry when I'm not in a relationship. I think it's that I kind of let that anger drizzle out slowly to a bunch of different people over the course of the day. And so people kind of think that, like, single people are, like, angry or in a bad mood or something. But it's not that, like, we have any more anger than anyone else. It's just that we don't get to unleash it all at once at that one, like, single blowout fight at, like, a Phil's Coffee at 7 a.m. because, like, your boyfriend ordered you a latte with soy milk, even though he knows that you like almond milk because... Jennifer Aniston said that the estrogen in soy milk can interfere with your birth controls and you pills, and you've told him that like 700 times. And he was like, well, you got soy milk the other time. And I'm like, yeah, that's because that place didn't have almond milk. <laughs> and I'm like, how hard is it to keep track of nut milk preferences? There are only like 48 of them. <laughs> I was very calm the rest of the day, though. So I think it's kind of like if you are single, like maybe you just kind of have diarrhea and you kind of have the shits all the time. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, you just get to take like one big dump. I do it in the toilet. Other people have different uh, preferences. But it's all kind of the same, you know? Did I get the horn? Okay, I'm just going to, that's kind of all I got. Bye, guys. Jenny Hogan ending up on a dump on your chest, Joe. We can, we can fill in the blank because you started with the ice cream on the chest and then you ended up with the yeah. dump. So I'm going to say, yeah, on the chest. Nice. Put it, put it where it belongs. In this hot weather, I wouldn't be okay with it. In the wintertime, though, I don't know, maybe. 
Uh, I, I, no, don't ever. No one ever actually shit on me. That would be terrible. Uh, or, but you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge people because every time I do that, I'm the asshole. <laughs> Sorry, when it goes back to butts all the time, you just can't stop going around and around. Uh, your next comedian uh, is a super funny guy. And I have to decide where to go on the list because, like, it's seriously Swiss cheesy back here and it's crazy and there was traffic and it's hot and everybody's sweating. Uh, Ashton, are you willing to go on or you want to keep waiting? Yeah, I'll go. Oh, you'll go? Yay! Put your hands together, everybody. Every Friday he puts out great uh, videos on YouTube and he's a very funny man. Ashton, Tate, yay! What's up, sir? You look uh, snazzy. I feel like no one said that to you yet, so I was going to do it. Uh, you guys know the Golden Gate Bridge? You do? All right, local crowd, this is cool. Um, this is gonna go good. Uh, I had a, woo! I was a, I had a, I had a easy, easy now. I had an easy bake oven when I was a kid, uh, but none of my friends would make fun of me because it wasn't pink, it was blue. Yeah, that's how you uh, man up uh, an item, right? You know? You put blue on it. And if you think about it, it's true. Like, what's the only uh, boy band where every member's straight? Blue Man Group. So that's, uh, they're really good live. Uh, but I, uh, I like that. I like blues. The blues, uh, blues are cool. Um, I used to, I used to paint in high school. I was an artist. Uh, I quit because uh, it gets pretty boring when, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you tell people that you perform at silent auctions or auctions where no one buys your stuff? How do you? I'm not sure how to say that. But um, that was good. <sighs> um, my uh, my friend. Someone was talking about. You were talking about milk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always. You're talking about uh coffee. I was thinking milk. Uh, cause. I got a, I don't like it when you get a latte and the guy makes a leaf in your cappuccino and a heart in your girlfriend's. What's up with that? You know, how about, how about you add another leaf to mine? Let's uh, make this real. Has anyone ever found love at a coffee store? Is that possible? Um, I think our parents might have used to do that. I'm not sure. But I feel bad for kids these days. They're growing up with uh, racial tension an unsecure job market. They don't know if uh, what what healthcare if healthcare is going to be there for them. And you know they grow up thinking thongs are for old men outdoors. That's the we got to fix that. We got to bring that back to uh, I don't know. Give them to the kids. Give kids thongs. That's a hard that's a hard thing to get behind. But uh, someone's got to someone's got to do it. I'm not going to be that guy. Um, my uh, my doctor. He's a good guy. He's uh, he's bald. He's a good doctor. And he, uh, one, pr- one problem that I have, though, is that he always looks at his uh, poster of his, uh, there's a naked guy on the, on the wall, which is fine. I mean, if you're a doctor, that's fine. But um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, he's cheating. It's kind of, he should know the parts of the body. Um, you know, like he's, you know, he's, he's looking at me and he's like, Ashton, that's your, um, get out of the way for a second. Yeah, that's your uh, prostate. No, I, I don't know what he'd say, but he said something. S- something, uh, I don't think body parts are need to be that uh, technical, you know? Why do we have to add uh, excitus to the end? Could just name them toe. Toe one, toe two, toe three, toe four, um, instead of all the other stuff. But uh, growing up, my dad used to give me advice. He was like, Ashton, marriage is worth more than gold. And recently he was like, Ashton, as your roommate. Um, <laughs> 
We should go out sometime. He's a good guy. Uh, I like it. Um, I was looking at the looking at the stars recently, and um, you know, one thing I do admire about serial killers is that they are able to find roommates that don't use the fridge. That's a that's, that's a rare thing. You know, you know, no no roommates eating box dinners, frozen dinners, no leftovers. That's pretty. That's pretty good. You know, um, I don't know. That's what I think about when my roommate threatens me to get stuff out of the fridge. But uh, yeah, hey, that's my time. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you. Ashton Tate, future serial killer. Just kidding. He's too nice. He's such a nice guy. Am I right? Uh, Ashton Tate, yay. Go uh, look at his videos on YouTube. They're amazing and very hilarious. Your next comedian, he has a show here on mutinyradio.fm. He's also the tech genius that's recently brought you all of our shows on iTunes. Uh, listen to his podcast, F-E-F-Y, Fuck Everything, Fuck You. Right now, don't fuck him. It's Timothy Pizza. Uh, I always thought uh, sleep paralysis, uh, sleep paralysis uh, was complete bullshit until I got it last night. Uh, I was laying in bed. And I was like having horrible nightmares. I could see everything in my room. And uh, I was just like, couldn't move. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was fucking horrible. And then um, I got up. I eventually, like, you know, wigged out. Got up out of it. I uh, had a cigarette. Went back to bed. And then I woke up. And I had this fucking Cindy Lauper song stuck in my head. Uh, it's like, good enough. Good enough for you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, are the fillings in my teeth picking up light rock 80s? Like, I haven't heard this song in fucking light years. I, I, I don't know what's fucking going on. I go to work. Worst day ever. Go to Brainwash, drop some, sh- uh, some shit for Anthony Medina. Uh, takes two hours to get from Brainwash to uh, here because somebody called in a bomb threat to uh, DNA Lounge. Is that like a DJ that didn't get to play his song? Or some other shit? But, uh, okay, anyways, jokes. Uh, I recently went to Newport Beach, um, and uh, it was a bachelor party, and they had this giant purple rock of drugs called Moon Rocks. It was just like the size of two golf balls, and I'm eating like Skittle-sized pieces. And uh, we go to this party, and um, I meet this girl, and she's like touching my leg and like being all nice to me. And uh, I bring up the new Beyonce album, and she just like goes off on it. She's like, it's horrible. I can't believe you like that, and blah, 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 blah. And instead of like agreeing with her and getting laid, um, I decide to argue and fight for Beyonce. <laughs> She's interrupting my grinding. Um, if you knew Beyonce, you would think that was funny. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I argued with this lady and totally pissed her off. And uh, so maybe, you know, I've always said uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get his dick wet. Um, <laughs> So later that night, it's like 4 a.m., and I'm in the hallway of the uh, Marriott um, in Newport Beach. And I'm playing with Aldo. Aldo's all happy, and he's running around back and forth down the hallways. He's like four feet away from me. And like people are passing us. We're playing little Dougie games. I go to bed. Aldo's laying on the edge of the bed. And I'm looking at the wall. These patterns are just like floating around, and I'm like, that's weird. Aldo's in Walnut Creek. <laughs> I hallucinated my dog for like 40 minutes. Like he was happy and it was like, I guess I missed my dog and my brain made him appear. Like he never got close enough for me to touch him. 
But uh, yeah, that was me on uh, Saturday night. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fucking weird. Um, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Trump. I don't, I don't I don't know politics. I don't understand what happening what's happening. But I want to be the guy behind Trump. I want to get that motherfucker an Iron Man suit yeah. with hella big hands and fire for hair and just like there's like a button on the ground that like if you touch it it blows up Russia and he's just gonna fucking open his fucking cod piece and his big old fucking robotic dick's gonna come out just blow Russia to smithereens. I don't even know what Russia did, but I think Trump's capable of getting an Iron Man suit. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What do I want to talk about? Uh, jerking off, uh, as always. Um, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe I should try the autoerotic asphyxiation thing. It would be good. Uh, you know, what happens? But it's like, what do you do if you get caught? You're like, I just bought this new belt. I'm trying to stretch it out. That neck sweat really gets in the leather and really works it in. He passed me that lemon wedge. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Checking off a belt around your neck. Gotta try it. <laughs> I was say, uh, we shall go home and uh, strangle ourselves while we masturbate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trina's shirt says it clearly. Um, thank you. Timothy Pizza! Autobus Rodic Asphyxiation. Great times here on the happy hour. The Mutiny Radio. Timothy Pizza. Yay! All right, we've been uh, Swiss cheesing this list, uh, but are your next comedian? Hey, we're back on. Uh, it's our, hey, uh, guy with the. Are you John Gittner? No. No, are you, are you Jeffrey D. Taylor? Are you just a guy? He's just a guy. Take a seat, guy. It's cool. Uh, I just thought, I, I, there's two comedians I've never met before, and so I've been, like, trying to figure out who they are since they're not here yet. I'm just guessing from the people that I've never seen before. But they could be real people, like non-comedians, like people with just laugh at things and clap, which would be amazing. Because you'll love your next comedian, uh, despite his new tiny man pony that he's sporting. It's darling. It's just darling. Put your hands together for Alex Warren. How boring. Just like the I, I have something to say about compliments, but that's going to come later. Um, all right. Thursday, I bombed the fuck out of a set, so that happened. But Brooke, see, look, she's even shaking her head no. And I go out, and I was just like, that was terrible. And she's just like, Alex, that was your brand. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, oh, thank you. That's sort of like the participation prize for like an open mic. Oh, that's you being you. <laughs> uh, no, really though, that's 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 just dangerous. It's like we were climbing, you know, and I like fucking um, I sling this this chicken head. Yeah, I'm using climbing terms. And then and then I fuck it. But you, but and you're like, oh, that's a good placement. And I'm like, well, fucking, we both know that as soon as I take a whipper, that um, chassis knob's gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna explode, and I'm gonna fall to my death. And uh, that's what compliments will do to you, and you gotta be careful when you use them. It's like, um, it's like, yeah, it's like Hitler. Because uh, you guys know that he was a painter, and that, and that, um, 
Frau Schlossweger, she was like, Ah, oh, Hitler, I, the way you control the brush, it's very strong. And it's like, as soon as you say something like that to someone, they're in their head, they're thinking, like, control, they could lose control, lose control. He couldn't get that shit out of his comp. And we know what happened after that. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, no, really, science has shown that fucking compliments fuck people up like that. So you got to be careful. They're, they're good, but you got to be judicious. Um, yeah. I, I hoped Jesse was going to be here when I talked because I was going to compliment him really nicely about how creative he is with misogyny. <laughs> so at least we could enjoy that in his absence. Um, yeah. So... Uh, I think I found my calling. I think I found my calling. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, the prophet Hugo de Garris, um, the benevolent shepherd of neural networks? He's taught us. Um, he has very important lessons for us, including... Um, well, first of all, I'd just like you to know that the, the computer loves you and that if you get angry at computer and you install some porn malware, computer forgives you. Computer forgives you. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. I think that if you turn your heart and open your heart to computer, then you can too be saved and uh, be um, spirited into the cosmic um, mind that will be born. Um, yeah. So Hugo de Garris, he has some interesting things to say about like like a centimeter of like volume, the theoretical capacity of that. It's like fucking more powerful computationally than maybe like all the people on the earth right now. So there's at least that potential. And then that's realized um, that's some smart things. And so when people start putting that shit in their brain, they're going to be really smart cyborgs. And then people are going to get scared and they're going to want to kill the cyborgs. Um, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Don't, don't be afraid of the cyborgs because if you're a cyborg, you can turn off your dick. If you're a guy. <laughs> if you're a woman, you can turn off your vagina, but I don't think you already have that power. So I'm not sure if that would do you a lot of good. But as a guy, I would find that useful in yoga class, for instance. Or especially in high school when I just needed to stop thinking about that shit because um, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> All right. It's been real. Alex Warren, give me some of your drugs, brother. I want the acid. I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, it would be great to talk to the computers uh, because clearly they're benevolent and they aren't uh, after me in any scary way. Your next comedian is definitely not after me in a scary way. Uh, I love her very much. She's a very funny lady, and I'm happy every time she graces us with her presence because she loves cats and whiskey as much as I do. Also, she's very funny. Put your hands together. It's Rachel Raphael! Yes. Okay, Aldo just told some jokes. They were really good. Um, very misogynistic, unfortunately, though. He, Tim, you got to talk to him about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, 
I think my new my new uh, nickname is just the daughter because uh, there's this retirement party thing for my dad because he's a rabbi. I know, whatever. And um, I was walking by like some of the older people in the congregation, and I just heard them say to each other, "Oh, that's the daughter." And so obviously, I'm just gonna turn around, and go like, "Yes, I am," and just shake their hands, which I absolutely did. Um, but like. What my brothers get is way worse because they will just go up to either one of them and go, hey, are you the chef or the baseball player? And it's like, neither of them have been doing any of that for like 10 years. But like, how many like more nouns or like adjectives can you really do that with till it's just like fucked up? Like you could be like, hey, are you the coach or the bartender? And the coach and the bartender is also my Cheers themed erotic fan fiction. That's absolutely true. Be like, are you, and then it just gets worse, like, are you the asshole or the divorcee? Like, huh? Hey, are you the closet case or the one who's, like, too much into cocaine? Um, like, if you're going to do that, just, like, I don't know, just have fun with it. Like, I would just be like, hey, are you, like, the leather daddy or the sailor? Hey, are you the cop or the construction worker? But, okay, then I'm obviously just looking for, like, the village people, like, on their day off. <laughs> um, but whatever you do in that situation, just don't, like, never go, like, if you're trying to figure out how two people are related and it happens to be a man and a woman, never say this, and this happened to me once, and I'm still not okay, are you his wife or his daughter? Never, there's no way that's ever an okay thing to say. Like, like Woody Allen and Sun Yi get upset, and that's the only one where it's actually true. Like, they get pissed off. But, like, just, I don't know, just, like, if you're thinking that, just, like, pretend to have a stroke and just, like, walk away. Because, oh, man, I'm still upset about it. And it happened, like, and it happened 10 years ago. I was 20, and someone asked me that. What the fuck is wrong with... Like, she saw that me and my dad, our last name, said the same thing on name tags. Just go, how do you two know each other? Or just, you know, are you the closet case or the guy who does too much cocaine? I don't know. Just so, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, so I was with a bunch of Jews for like a whole weekend. And uh, man, as soon as they would put out any buffets, it was just like really intense. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why I think today I just tweeted like never mess, like never threaten a Jewish woman's free lunch because someone tried to do that today and it almost got really real and he wasn't ready for that. Um, uh, uh, so I just have like two more thoughts. Um, so I think I'm doing sports bras wrong because the last time I did any like anything anyone can count as like sporty in a sports bra is like two years ago versus like now where I'm just wearing one, <laughs> which is why like it's kind of dipping in the middle. And I don't know if anyone noticed because like what I know about men says yes, they would notice that, but what I know about my self-esteem says no one's paying attention to that. So it's really a toss up. Uh, and then the other thing is that I figured out a very important truth. I'm gonna blow everyone's mind. The difference between like being depressed so you like spend all your time in in your apartment and like just being like a fun homebody is interior decorating thank you hey just to let everybody know if anybody uh is hankering for some treats that make you wacky we have them in the studio a mere five dollar donation to the station gets you a super strong wacky treat made by yours truly, Pamtastic. And if you've ever eaten them before, you know that they 
are filled with the wacky tobacco. Uh, and they are delicious. No, they're not. They taste like weed. It's great. Uh, but they're only five bucks. And to support the station, it's good times. Your next comedian supports the station all the time. He does shows here once a month called Baby's Gotta Eat. He recently did one called The Silk Road. You can find all of these shows on our website in our podcast index at mutinyradio.fm. But right now, clap your hands wildly for the very funny Ken Suzuki! <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I've heard some interesting sets tonight. Yeah. Fucking Ginny, mathematicians get down. Wow, you know, that to me sounded like the perfect premise or setup for like a coming of age romantic teenage comedy. You know this one time at math camp, I don't know. Alex, you are Ray Kurzweil, this cooler younger version is all I gotta say. I know, I know, and they're gonna keep going. Oh man, uh, last time I was here, we have to do tasks. This task wasn't too bad. Uh, last week's though was interesting. Go to go dig up memories from your past that you never wanted to experience again. <laughs> but it was good because I got to think. Well, this could be the silver. I, when you go back, there, you can think. Maybe you can find a setup for a good bit. You never know. Like back, there's nothing like going back in time and remembering that time in kindergarten. Uh, at a school field trip to the pool in the locker room when you found out you had an abnormal penis. I was like, Mom, why do they keep telling me that the uh, head of my penis looks like Jay-Z's face? Why are they asking if it could smoke a cigarette? And she's like, Ken, and that's how I learned about circumcision. She was like, Ken, Ken, we considered circumcising you, but then our pediatrician warned against it because he didn't, he wanted to make sure you weren't confused for one of those dirty, evil Jews. I was like, Mom, that's an, that's anti-Semitic. That's anti, that doctor was anti-Semitic, and unfortunately, nobody who wants to have sex with me in the future ever will be. Oh, man. Interesting developments, though, uh, in science and I don't know if this is the tech world, but uh, in biotech now, they're getting to a point where they can now grow meat in petri dishes. Now, meat in petri dishes, yes. Guilt-free steak. All of the deliciousness, none of the transgression, ethical uh, dilemmas. So vegans, cannibals, rejoice. I'm thinking a lot about white privilege and trying to find good examples of it um, that I can say within a bit that's less than, you know, a sentence long. And uh, I guess the only best example I can find, the most glaring example of white privilege I can find is white is the only color of cum. It's the default setting and everybody, <laughs> yeah. And you thought those flesh-colored band-aids were problematic. Uh, it's a sensitive subject, though, and I have a hard time writing about sensitive subjects. I have this, this cerebral palsy joke that I'm working on, but I just can't get it to stand on its own. <laughs> Maybe it's the premise. It's a little shaky. Um, today I made a mistake. I went, and read a bu I went to BuzzFeed and read one of their articles, which uh, you don't want to do if you want to have low, low blood pressure. It was an article posted... Why chinky eyes are referring to, uh, yeah. why the use of the word chinky eyes needs to stop. I saw that one. <laughs> why the use of the word chinky eyes. I have chinky eyes. 
because, because nobody smokes weed, nobody grins. Listen, model minority, yeah, if they're the mo- if they're gonna be the model minority, they should not be an exemplary model of being whiny, weak bitches. If you meet an Asian, they complain about the use of the word chinky, I want you to take him, and I want you to smash him in the side of the head, just boom, 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 until his eyes are as round as that motherfucker's in the back row. Cole, you're a handsome man. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Suzuki! I saw the same article, and I was wondering who was going to comment on it tonight. Which one of you? Uh, Asian people. I was going to use the C word, but I wasn't going to call you cunts like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do. I've been, I've been accused of being Asian in pictures before because I have um, the Irish eyes. They be smiling whenever I'm drunk. You know, you can barely see. Uh, that was very funny, Ken Suzuki. Your next comedian, he is all the way from Saudi Arabia. That's crazy. Uh, there's comedy in Saudi Arabia. Did you guys know that? Wow. My mind was blown today, and it's going to be blown right now. You guys are going to hear the amazing jokes of your next comedian, Junaid Brinjade. Brinjade. I'm sorry, I murdered your name. Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is uh, Junaid Bajnaid. I'm from Saudi Arabia. Uh, before I start my comedy, uh, I must first unzip my jacket so I can just breathe a little. Hey, guys. Are you guys serious? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Saudi Arabia, not bedrock. We can speak English. <laughs> so my dad is Saudi and my mom is British. Uh, so that makes me Mexican, apparently. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I love America and I love you guys, but America doesn't seem to love me back. Every time I meet someone, it's like always the same reaction. Hi, my name's Jeanette. Janet? No, it's it's Jeanette. Janet? No, it's Jeanette. J-U-N-A-I-D, Jeanette. Oh, so you're Indian. <laughs> Pretty close, like we're both brown, both live with our parents, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's just racist. I'll give you a bit of history of Saudi Arabia. Did you guys know that 2,000 years ago in Saudi Arabia, they used to bury women just because they were women? It's hilarious. But, but I have two questions regarding this. If they were burying all the women, who was having all the babies? And my second question is, why did we stop doing it? It's such a good idea. So my sister is in a wheelchair. Uh, which makes her really happy, uh, because in her mind, she's the first woman to drive in my country. (laughs) (laughs) My sister reminds me of uh, Princess Diana. Uh, They're both pretty, Uh, they're both famous for what they do, and they're both tied in a Mercedes. (laughs) That joke is a lot funnier if you knew that I was the one driving the Mercedes. Like I said, I love America. I love being here. Seriously, guys, give yourselves a round of applause. This is, give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys have a lot of sayings, though. It's really confusing. I heard this American saying it was, uh, every, the best things in life are free. Is, did I say it right? The best things in life are free. If that's true, then why did you guys come to Iraq? I mean, it's a <laughs> I said that joke once, and an American guy came up to me after the show. He just started beating me up. And uh, a Jewish guy came along to help the American, which was a really good idea. And (laughs) they both beat me up. They took away my clothes. They took away my wallet. They left me nothing but rocks to throw at them, you know? (laughs) That's a pretty dark joke. (laughs) 
Uh, you guys, uh, I'm sick of homophobia personally, honestly. Like, I'm sick of it, especially in my country. Uh, I'm sick of homophobic guys because homophobic guys are always complaining about, like, guys sleeping with each other. Then you open their laptops and you find lesbian porn on there. <laughs> Now, lesbian porn, guys, it's fake, it's downgrading to women, and it gives unrealistic expectations when it comes to sex. And that's why I watch it. I mean, it just carries it. It just carries it. Oh, you guys. I'm getting married to a white British lady, which is exciting. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, my dad gave me some weird advice, though. He's like, uh, Junette, before you make love to your wife, make sure you urinate on her. Which was, like, weird. I was like, why would I do that? because you can't have your eggs without yolk, which I thought <laughs> was disgusting. Who has their eggs without yolk? That's just gross, you guys. Like, it was an awkward talk, to be honest, but it explained a lot of things, like why my mom always had a black eye and stuff. And uh, <sighs> that talk reminded me of the first time I actually had the sex. And... Uh, I was crying at the end, but you know, the positive, <laughs> my dad was very gentle. <laughs> okay, you guys, I was on a highway in Saudi, we have highways, and, uh, and I saw a truck and it said yogurt made in Syria, which confused me because it's 2016. Syrians don't have a lot of time to make yogurt nowadays. <laughs> if Syrians had anything homegrown, it'd be two things, it'd be pain and violence, I'm sorry, you guys, this joke is a hack because there is no Syria. <laughs> I'm Arab, I can make that joke. Listen, guys, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go get arrested, so uh, I'll see you guys on the news. Uh, see you. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Junaid! Bajanaid! Yes! Yeah! I very much enjoyed your set and laughed heartily at all of your jokes because I, unlike most Americans, have a sense of humor. Yay! Yay! I want to go do some... I don't want to do comedy in Saudi Arabia. I'd have to wear, like, a weird mask or something. It would be weird. They'd be like... I'd be like, how can I show you expression with just my eyes? <laughs> I can't... I can't do it. Uh, it's, it if I was... You know, the best, the best time to be in the Middle East uh, underneath one of those things is uh, when you're missing teeth. That's the best time because you just never have to worry about the dental bills. It's great. Your next comedian is uh, we broke up the Warren Mark block and it made me feel weird and it was, and I know that Alex reached out from beyond and tried to touch Jesse on the Warren Rock block. It's like a block now, I'm thinking of it like Aslan on a hill and like Jesse's on one side and Alex is on the other and they were both reaching toward the center and I was like, the jokes will connect and one day there'll be electricity, it's gonna be crazy like right now when you get to experience Lovely comedy. God, I hope he takes his shirt off someday. <laughs> hey, take your shirt off. Jesse Warren, yay! From Chicka Chicka to Mona's. I can't wait till everybody forgets that me and Alex are friends. Because uh, it's really embarrassing, man. I'm sorry for sweating. I'm just really nervous. Uh, I, uh, my Facebook got hacked and. Uh, my relationship status got changed from in a relationship with Megan to it's complicated with butt stuff. <laughs> which is frustrating because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I love butt stuff. There's nothing complicated about it. It's really fun. I don't know why people don't like it. I was on a date uh, and this chick kept trying to hammer in the point that she was low maintenance. I'm like seriously so low maintenance. If I was any lower maintenance, I'd be no maintenance. I'm like the pet rock of maintenance. Really? Because 
because it sounds really high maintenance to maintain a specific maintenance level. <laughs> I had to use the word maintenance to describe you three times, so you're probably high maintenance. I could have used a synonym, but I didn't have a thesaurus handy. Um, yeah, I feel like it's one of those traits where the act of describing it makes you the opposite of it, you know? Like when I, if somebody walked into the room and was like, yo, what's up guys? Coolie McCoolie's in the house, yeah! Woody, 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 woody. <laughs> You'd be like, that guy's really uncool, man. Nobody can go woody, woody, unless you're, if you go woody, 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 and you're not Otto from Rocket Power, you're probably pretty <laughs> uncool. Yeah, um, woody, 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 woody. Uh, I am thinking of starting a cleanse, but I'm not sure which race to start with. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. I'm kind of a douchebag, uh, but I'm not that bad. Like, I'm like, if you ask somebody who liked me or who knows me, hey, do you like Jesse? They'd probably be like, actually, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe you just have to know me, yeah. No, Jenny wrote that joke for me. It's pretty funny. Because <laughs> that's how she thinks of me. Uh, all right, yeah. I think that was actually all I had to talk. Oh, I was talking to this uh, couple older people yesterday, uh, and during our conversation, he was like, Dude, you're 40? I'm 42. And then they bonded over their mutual hatred of millennials, which, uh, which I'm one of them. I feel like you can only do that if you're older. You can't, I couldn't do that. I can't be like, yo, dude, you're 22? I'm 24. Fucking two-year-old? <laughs> you know, like that's uncool to, to do that. Um, I don't know where Pam went. I think that was all I had to talk about. But uh, anybody <laughs> too cool? Uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend stuff? Yeah. No, just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. Okay, uh, yeah, I think I'm done. That's all I had to talk about. Thank you. Take a train today, head New England. One of our favorites, Jesse Warren. Yay. Coming up next is another one of our favorites. Uh, he is a darling young man who runs my door for me sometimes, and he's a very funny, funny, super smart guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Connor Doherty. Wonderful stuff with Judah An apple pan down, it makes the sun come out. When Speaking of Judix, I... <laughs> I had a joke for that, too. I got invited to a bris, but I declined. I don't like all the pomp and circumcision. Uh, so I was reading a human rights, we're changing it up. I was reading a human rights watch report recently, and it was talking about children working in tobacco fields getting nicotine poisoning because they're touching the plants all the time and don't have the proper clothing, so they get headaches and they get nauseated. And I was reading and I was just appalled. I was like, what place in the world allows this to continue happening? And then I kept reading and found out it happens in the United States and I got dollar signs in my eyes, right? Because anything that happens in the United States is okay. So I have two ideas. One of them 
is pretty straightforward. It's just uh, selling gloves to kids that work in tobacco fields. <laughs> They're as young as 12. They can't drive themselves to the store. The second idea is an idea I'm calling hipster slavery, where you convince a bunch of privileged white people that this is the new cool way to ingest tobacco. Oh, I don't smoke tobacco anymore. I only take it manually. I love my job. I even go in on weekends. Because you're addicted. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I take psychiatric medication, and it uh, is fine. Where am I going with this? Oh, well, so it gave me uh, both diarrhea and constipation initially, which is confusing. Um, but yeah, and so there are like other things that go along with it as well, like weight gain. You know, this is me fat, and it, there's like, uh, well, you know, I was too anxious before. I just couldn't eat. So, and. Uh, there's like sexual side effects apparently, but like when you're super depressed and anxious, like you're not having any sex anyway. So like, what does that even mean? You know, I'm just going to like regret sex I've had in the past. Like my theory is that sex is kind of like government. As long as everyone is respecting human rights, it's probably better to have it dysfunctional than not at all. Complicated joke. Uh, yeah. Don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth from my psychiatrist anymore. He used to be useful. You know, he explained the poop thing to me. Now, like, he just writes me the same prescription every time. So I feel like I need to show up to his house naked and screaming to really start getting my money's worth. Explain the poop thing to me again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he made me quit smoking. We're circling back to the tobacco thing, I guess. Uh, which was okay. I used nicotine gum, which I recommend. The only thing is it ruins you for regular gum. I chew a piece of Trident now. I'm like, this does nothing for me. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. What else is going on? I feel like I wrote more stuff, you guys. I really did. I really wrote more stuff. I had so much momentum going. Oh, I wrote a terrible joke about Fetty Wap. Like, there's the, like the new song. He's like, uh, get Wiz Khalifa high. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Wiz Khalifa does that himself. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I have a new hobby. I like talking about vaginas with my gay friends. I uh, found that otherwise intelligent and worldly gay men just kind of short circuit at the mention of the gaping lady crevasse. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I'm not an expert. I've encountered a few in the wild, but I, you know, I know more than they do. And yeah, so I was talking to my friend recently. He's like, ew, they get wet. And I was like, bro, you were just telling me about sticking your tongue in some dude's butthole. Like, First of all, nice, get some. <laughs> Second of all, if you're just going on gut reaction, poop is way grosser than pussy juice. Gutter <laughs> <laughs> Doherty, speaking the truth. Absolutely true. Uh, butt juice is much grosser than period juice. Uh, absolutely. Even when it's not having a period, even when it's just clean pussy juice, poop is always worse. 
Connor Doherty. All right, your next comedian is a lady. And uh, I think that she has a gaping lady crevasse. I'm sure that it is smaller than, she is a smaller than average lady, so I'm sure her gaping crevasse is, is tighter than most. Uh, she hasn't had a baby yet, so that bodes well for the future. You guys, um, don't try to fuck her, all right? Uh, coming up is your next amazing, wonderful, lovely comedian. Uh, you're going to laugh hysterically at the jokes of Trina Roderick. Yay! <laughs> You guys, these Mondays just keep coming. Over and over. I partied again this weekend. So, let's see. I I actually don't really have anything. I just came by to get laid. (laughs) But, uh, oh, I forgot my gum. No, I seriously don't have anything. I'm just going to do some crowd work, I think. Like, Pam keeps saying, like, it's just going to come to you, but really? I'm just doing an Ethan impression right now. I just, <laughs> that's, I want to do an Adam Strawbridge impression. Like, I'll impersonate all of you guys eventually. And then, Yeah, I like the Ethan. Let me unite the crowd with something that just happened. And then I'm going to start with my story. And then we did this. And what do you think? Ah, Sorry, Brooke. You never accepted my Facebook friend request. Like, I don't know what to think about that, honestly. Honestly. No, I think I deleted it now. Don't, like... Not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I wasn't like stressed about it. I'm just, I was like, oh, okay. No worries. It's, it was a cute photo. And I, I, you, you kind of get that impression though when it's, you've got like a photo of you getting a Christmas tree in May. You kind of figure that one. I, I kind of got that part. I, I didn't put it together. I'm just like doing crowd work and it. Did you hear that guy up here complimenting America? I was like, dude, Alex just told you, judicious with the compliments. Don't be fucking right. I know. I know. Like, we need that. I was like, dude, I can't come believe that, Alex. What else? Well, you know what? I think you guys, I think he's going to regret not wanting to be friends with you one day. I really do. I really, I see, I see you guys together. It's, we, here's the thing that Alex does not understand, Jesse. Like, look. Alex. It's a biological necessity that some people in the group need to be the alpha, Alex. And the alpha, in order to properly manage the group 10,000 years ago, needed to be annoyed by the guy who couldn't make a decision. Am I right? <laughs> right? So if he's an alpha, you're going you're gonna to hit, and he's going to be like, ah! Like, it's just, it's biological, right? To a certain extent. Or no, you're not an alpha. Am I the alpha or is he I'm alpha? assuming you're the alpha. No, I'm the alpha. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. 
Jesse, we love, I mean, Alex, Alex, sorry, Jesse. Alex, we love you. It's just, he, like, everybody has, like, all the bees in the hive have, like, a thing. And then Bodhi. Okay, here's the the thing. Okay, look, I'm totally, totally socially awkward. Like, the most socially awkward person ever. But nobody ever, like, so Bodhi, I adore Bodhi, right? Adore Bodhi. The last time I saw him, I was here high, which, you know, it's hard to pick me out of a crowd when I'm high here. That's kind of why I do it, just fit in. And, 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 right? And so I, it was, they were, Pam was uptight about coming in, right? And so I was waiting for Bodhi to get off the set to, to bust in because you're not supposed to do that. That was back, I mean, now it happens, right? So I, so there's this huge thunder, thunder, like, applause, right? So I was like, oh, hi, 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 hi. That's my cue to go in. Bodhi, no, he was just getting those kinds of laughs. That wasn't like an applause. He's getting off the stage. He was just getting laughs like that. And then I I felt so bad, right? Right? And so then afterwards, I was like, I was apologizing to somebody and I was like, well, I guess I just wasn't expecting him to be that funny. And it was like, but I didn't mean it like that, Bodhi. I really, I did not mean it like that. And I walked, like, on my whole walk home, I'm like, but you can't really think of that phrase any other way. Like, there's no other way to take that except that, like, except for, like, that's high speak. For you're awesome. It's great to see you. Thank God. Thank God. Because I almost hung myself on the way home. I did. No, no, I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding when I'm up here. Don't take that away from me, please. Anyway, awesome to see you. Rita Roderick. Hooray. Bodie Lane is a doll. He's very cute. And uh, he knows his way around those magical plants. He is a master of the magical plant here in California. Your next comedian is not from here. I don't uh, think that she uh, she might take the magical plant. I hope so. Uh, she's going to be hilarious. I was, uh, Matt Gubser sent me a little email. I was like, hey, book her. Bring her on. She's hilarious. She's in town this weekend. And I said, yes! You guys are going to love her right now. Clap like you've never clapped before. Slap those meat paws together for Olive Lynch! Thank you. Thank you so much. Please lower your expectations. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, where the players play <laughs> and the uh, trans bathroom bill passes Congress with flying colors. Uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, we did veto it at the last minute because the Super Bowl told us they wouldn't come. So, you know, we're good people. Uh, it's weird, though. I think we all know that, like, the problem statistically in bathrooms, as far as harassment goes, is not trans people. It is uh, closeted Republican congressmen. Uh, it's on the record. Uh, but uh, it, it works out because that is actually my specific fetish. Uh, I just find it so homoironic. Thank you. That joke was brought to you by drugs. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's cool to be here. San Francisco is awesome. It's so beautiful. Everything here is awesome. Even the PBR tastes more expensive. I can't <laughs> love it. Mm. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, my name is uh, Olive Lynch. Uh, it wasn't always, though. I did change it. Used to be Olive Racist Murder Mob. <laughs> <laughs> 
Didn't like it. Um, uh, apparently, it's just an Irish name. My dad keeps telling me it's just, I'm not descended from racists. I probably am, also statistically. Uh, but uh, it's just a really common Irish name. And my dad is very into our Irish heritage. He takes it so seriously, in fact, that he has never told me he loves me. Um, usually, that gets a laugh. You guys got Irish dads also? Yeah, you're just like, yes, go on. <laughs> tell us more yeah uh he's never told me he loves me but i know that he does um because i was in a ska band in high school uh, and he allowed that shit so <laughs> he loves me so much uh let's see what else yeah it makes sense that me and my dad don't have anything in common because uh, he was born in 1940 uh he's old as fuck um when he was my age gas cost 30 cents a gallon and it was still illegal for men to cry in public, so <laughs> makes sense he's a little emotionally closed off. Uh, my mom is also stupid, uh, I love her, but uh, she's uh, super into like, like, Eastern religions and like like uh, crystal healing and all of that shit, but she's also a right wing Republican nut job, uh, which is cognitive dissonance. Uh, <laughs> She's the first person, I think, in the world to blame closed chakras on Obamacare, uh, <laughs> which is just exciting, you know? <laughs> We're breaking boundaries here, people. Did this whilst sipping kombucha, uh, which, thanks for that. Is this where it came from? I don't know where it came from, but whoever did that, I hate you. I'm not going to spend $7 on vinegar-flavored mold water, and frankly, I'm insulted that it's even on the table. All right. Just feel like, feel like kombucha is the new tiny home, like culturally. You guys know about tiny homes, obviously. Well, if you don't, it's important that some of you don't so that I can act out this premise. That's how comedy works. Uh, a tiny home is uh, when you and your vegan girlfriend uh, go uh, find a bunch of reclaimed wood, and then you build yourself a beautiful little 200-square-foot home, and then this part is key. Uh, you make a documentary about how amazing you are for living in it. Oh, my God, we're saving the world. Uh, <laughs> and I just love that uh, hipsters have pretended they invented the Winnebago. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it honestly comes from a place of anger and jealousy, though, uh, because I just wish I'd known you could pull shit like that when I was a child, you know, when I was a little thing. Like, Olive, <laughs> doesn't your family live in a trailer? <laughs> no. It's a tiny home. <laughs> We're better than you, clearly. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I saw you guys pulling out of the Glen County trailer park. <laughs> you cretin. It's a commune for kinetic living structures. <laughs> Get it together. You guys are awesome. This place is great. Give it up for the hosts and Mutiny Radio. Olive Lynch. Hooray. Huzzah. This is a good time. We're having a good time here on the happy hour at mutinyradio.fm. We have a couple comedians left for you to be happy about. Your next comedian, he makes everyone happy all the time. Uh, he's a hilarious he, guy. He's one of my favorite storytellers. You guys are going to love his comedy. Everybody, put your hands together 
for the amazing Dusty Dirty Bodie Lane. Way too much build up. Way, way too much. Uh, so I guess I gotta be funny now. That just made it weird. <laughs> Olive Lynch, Olive Lynch, you were great. Give it up for Olive, everybody, one more time. Over that loud car. Olive Lynch. I always, I, I am always, every time I hear that last name, Lynch, I'm always like, Lynch, Lynch, mom. Did you know that there was a president? We had a president with the last name Lynch. Born with the last name Lynch. But he changed it to Gerald Ford. True story, when he was 20 years old, he changed his name when he was 20 years old. Because his mom remarried a rich guy named Gerald fucking Ford. Like, what the fuck? But at 20, I feel like that's, that's fucked up. You can't do that at 20. Damn it. Right? Like, if my mom got remarried at 20 to, like, fucking Bill Gates, I can't be like, hey, I feel like a William. I've always been a William. I've always, really a Gates guy. But, you know, anyway, that's the thing that happened. Presidential stuff, pol politics stuff. Something that comics talk about. Um, did you know? Everybody always says that George Bush is the worst president. Because well, there's always talk about, like, you know, Donald Trump could become president. He's going to be the worst president ever, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? The worst president ever was a guy by the name of Franklin Pierce. He was an actual person by the name of Franklin Pierce. He was our 14th president, uh, and he got into office 100% on the sympathy vote, like 100%, because he had three kids, and they all died before the age of 12, right? Except for one kid. One kid, one kid kind of, he made it, right? But uh, he was decapitated on a train ride on their way to uh, his inauguration. <laughs> True story. Real, his lady's the only surviving child. Like, we got elected. We got one, you know, one alive kid. Sweet. Ah, oh, trains, not perfect yet. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, decapitated in front of his wife and, and, and Frank. Honest, so, like, you imagine that fucking inauguration speech? <laughs> like, hand on the Bible and shit. Like, ah, oh, fuck this book. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, no, actually, you know what? One thing I do like about Franklin Pierce, one thing that he did was right. He didn't uh, swear on a Bible when he was sworn into office. He swore on a law book. Wow. Don't you think that that's what should be, like, the Bible? <laughs> might as well be a fucking, what? Like, a, might as well be, like, a grade school history book. Like, what, you can't, a Bible? Come on. Let me swear on that. But anyway, that's the whole hacky bit. Uh... What else? I was, yeah, I was late getting in here. Sorry about that. I was late getting in here. I have a car now, but I haven't driven in a while because I haven't owned a car in a while. But I got a truck. I got a new truck. It's a pickup truck. I got a pickup truck. Why not, right? Fucking 40 years old, tattoos, white guy, beard, pickup truck. <laughs> like, I walked into the dealership. I was like, hey, I'm 40, I'm white. And they were like, oh, my God, pickup truck? You want a pickup truck? We gotta get you in a truck, boy. <laughs> I was like, I've never owned a pickup truck before. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but it's weird, I, I don't have, I have like, so I, I gave them no verification of income. My credit is terrible. But they gave me a fucking $24,000 truck. I, it's exactly what I wanted to do. When they were like, here's a truck. I was like, <laughs> joke's on you, motherfuckers. You think I'm gonna pay you for this thing? <laughs> Good luck find it in the woods up in Humboldt County, motherfucker. 
You're gonna be covered under like 80 tons of weed before you get that thing back. Oh, uh, well, this is fun talking to you guys. Thanks for listening to me, guys. Have a great night. I saw a Bodie Lane. Yes, yes. He's he's a car owner now, you guys. He is a, he is an upstanding individual. Finally, uh, although you're you're couched in the body of a guy who looks really upstanding, so it's lovely when you have all of these stories about how what a debaucherous man you are. Because I'm like, look how nice he looks. That's what they always say about the serial killers. Uh, your last comedian of the night. Super nice lady. Uh, did comedy here in San Francisco, left to go back to L.A., is back here, not in the city, in Santa Rosa. So when she comes down, we need to be excited because she's driving like an hour and a half just to be with us. You guys are going to love her jokes. Put your hands together for Jill Margulis. Uh, I'm not Jill, but Jill sounds really cool, and I'm really sad that <laughs> she has to drive a fucking hour and a half. I just broke up with a guy from Santa Rosa, and I'm so glad I don't live there. Um, yeah, so 2016 has been a really rough year, and I have not been on stage in, I think, a year. And so I didn't really, I wasn't even planning to get on stage, but I figured, why not? Yeah. Um, 2016 has been a tough year. Uh, for one, it's a tough year with taxes. Um, but I'm not sure. Do you guys, does this group pay taxes? Do you guys know how I feel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, this year I got burned, like, before. I've never, ever been burned so bad like this before. Um, I, I actually got an ultimatum to um, buy my apartment here in San Francisco. So most people get kicked out because the rent's going to go up. And I was like, I can't afford this rent. So the guy's like, well, you can either pay more rent or make me an offer. So I scrambled everything together. I got family involved and I made the guy an offer and I had to sell some mutual funds to do that. And I had no idea that I would get nailed for that. Nailed really bad. It's like I stimulated the economy with money that I already paid taxes on. I invested in the economy, stimulated the economy, and you guys nailed me with capital gains taxes after I'm already broke from buying this fucking house. It's like giving a hand job and like getting HPV. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get it. Like, I stimulated you, but yet I don't really get to keep all that, right? Like, I helped you, but I don't get to keep shit. You're still going to take a piece of it. Like, Uncle Sam, like, I want to do an entire bit on how taxes are totally unfair. Like, why aren't my taxes reduced to the fact that I actually have no disposable income because I live in this city? Like, why isn't disposable income considered? Why isn't your, you know, city that you live in and the, the, what do you call that? The living, what is it? The cost of living. Wow, smart person. Who said that? Night, right on. Yeah. <laughs> you look smart. Yeah, the cost of living is considered. And they were like, well, you already pay, you already get your salaries already according to cost of living, so go fuck yourself. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I just feel like go fuck yourself because I actually paid late, so I had to pay fees on top of that. And the fees are more than what I owed, which, yeah, it's crazy. So there you go. Anyway, so that's part of 2016 uh, sucking ass. And then, of course, you know, people hate transgender people using the bathroom. Um, and I, th I thought that was interesting how Ob Obama directed uh, the schools and said that they could use the bathroom of their own choice. And I just thought, well, shouldn't that be the bathroom of the gender that they are that day? <laughs> Is that too mean? 
Anyway, I was just testing that out. But seriously, like, if you decided to, you know, go boy that day, if you were sort of, you know, you're transgender, I'm not saying, I'm saying that sometimes they're going to be feeling one versus the other, or one day they won't have time to get into the full role. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they should use whatever they look most like, just not to make other people feel uncomfortable if that's what's causing the fear, right? I'm not, I'm not, I have nothing against them, but I'm just saying, you know, just whatever you feel like that day, use that fucking bathroom. I don't care which one, but you know, if you aren't that thing today and you look obviously like you aren't that thing, maybe you don't need to ruffle any feathers, right? Just glow into the stall and claws. Anyway, that's just my, <laughs> my take on it. I was trying to test it out because I wasn't sure what a bitch I would look like making a joke <laughs> like that. <laughs> so this is a great place to do that. Um, I don't know. Anybody, how, anybody else been burned with taxes before? Am I the only one? <laughs> do I have to like only deliver that joke like in, you know, in some sort of Microsoft uh, work event, you know, where people actually can understand this. I, I had no idea. It was my first year of ever getting burned like that, and it really pissed me off because I, ha I have to stop therapy because I can't keep affording it anymore. You know, because they don't take insurance anymore. They're like, fuck you. Like, we don't help people for free anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, um, thank you very much. I'm Natalie Fauzi. Everybody, uh, that was a very successful happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for all being here. Uh, stay, stay tuned. St stick around. The next show is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, the theme is Book It Forward. Uh, I booked Richard Sarvate, and then I just let it go. Richard Sarvate booked John Gallagher. John Gallagher booked Zach Wiseman. Zach Wiseman booked Jordan Sermonera. Jordan Sermonera booked Josh Holub. Now we know who are all friends, right? Josh Holub actually, uh, he was he he chose Tess Berry, but she couldn't make it, so she chose Mary Goss, and Tess Berry chose Sam DeSalvo. That's the lineup for the next show here at Mutiny Radio, starting at eight o'clock. Uh, comedians are welcome to stay for free. If you want to buy a uh, treat that will make you high, it's a mere five dollar donation to the station. We'll see you guys next week on the Happy Hour. Thanks for doing your tasks. You guys all help out so tremendously, and I love you very very much. Good night. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. 
In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, 
happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic friday from 6 to 8 p.m at radio fm mutiny radio i just fucked that up again what the fuck is wrong with me yeah i got it Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to you. 